And a very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live, the October 9th, 2020 edition. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we're here for the next couple of hours. Hope you will stay with us on this beautiful October day outside. Wish we could open the roof. You know, it's like some of those cars. I know. (laughs) We should, like, we probably could put a big picture window in here so we have... Although what we'd be looking at is a tree. <laughs> much, That's okay. Wouldn't be we, much else. Have a I, no, we're not looking. I, I cut that tree down. That I oh. think of it. <laughs> that was a, that was a fast entry into the attic by the raccoon family. So That's I got rid right. of that tree. Yeah. But you'd right. see the deer in the back, right? Yeah. Another thing is the fox. Yesterday when I was leaving, the fox. The was fox back? was out lit, like sunbathing in in the parking lot. And I opened the door, and it just looked at me like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, get out of here. <laughs> and it ran away. <laughs> That's funny. That's what you say to my cat. I know. Anything like that. Anyway, uh, so we have a, a lovely program for you today. Uh, joining us a little later this hour will be our, uh, James Day. He was uh, supposed to be with us last week, uh, but had some technical issues. Uh, he's written a book on St. Michael the Archangel, so mm. James will be with us. Um, and today we're going to take a little a little respite from uh, Name That Catholic Tune and play Saint of the Day. We haven't a, done that in a while. A saint kind of related to October. So. Okay, so there's your first clue. <laughs> uh, and then Father Chris Rogers is here to give us a reflection on this Sunday's Gospel, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And later on next hour, uh, Joseph Hallcraft, uh, who has written a book called Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. Interesting story. I was reading uh, the little prelude that he wrote and... Um, he actually uh, had COVID-19, so he's going to talk about Ooh. that and, and the intercessory prayer. He was on a ventilator. Oh, my. So anyway, he'll, he'll talk to us about that. And, uh, of course, our good friend, uh, the chief meteorologist here at Domestic Church Media, Jim Hoffman, will be joining us with the weather. I have verified that with Jim. <laughs> Very good. And if you are listening live on any one of our Domestic Church Media radio stations, you can also tune in live on our free mobile app for your phone or tablet. Uh, both audio and video on there as well. You can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media. Our Facebook page, we're coming to you live video today, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media, and also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. You can watch live video. Let's pop in here to the studio and see what's going on. Uh, lots to pray for. Um, and, uh, of course, if you w- were with me yesterday, you uh, know that we had the ver- very sad news that our dear young friend Maria Middleton uh, passed away yesterday morning, and uh, we've been praying for her for a number of months. And she, uh, back in January of 2019, had been diagnosed with a, a tumor on her brain stem that the doctors had determined was inoperable. And uh, the family, Brian and Susan, their beautiful family, and all of actually the family has grown worldwide. People from all over the world mm-hmm. are praying for Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday, the Lord did call her home. And so we're keeping the family in prayer. I think Maria is uh, resting right now in the arms of the Lord. I'm sure of it. As a very special intercessor, I believe, for so many intentions. She'll have all the answers now, Mm -hmm. right? All those questions we have. Mm -hmm. So someone else to pray to. That's right. Absolutely. I I Mm -hmm. would not hesitate to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we, we pray for that intention. And uh, that's all the information we really have at this point. I have, I've gotten a few inquiries uh, from uh, people. But maybe after the prayer, we'll talk a little bit about that. You mentioned okay. earlier something yeah. we, we could do. Um, also, we're uh, the Manfredonias are again praying Thanksgiving for the arrival of our third grandchild, our grandson, Theodore William Manfredonia. Now, is that Prince Theodore William? I think it sounds very presidential. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it looked good on a ballot, although a very long ballot. <laughs> 
Theodore William Manfredonia. I think probably almost has every letter in the alphabet in that name. (laughs) Mess around with that later tonight. Beautiful little boy, nine pounds, one ounce, full head of hair. He has olive skin so far. Looks uh, pretty rugged. Three months old and he's a newborn. Oh my god! And we only see him in pictures. So say some prayers for that because we long for the day we can hug our little grandchildren again. Uh, Darn virus. (laughs) So uh, that and. Praying for our country now, uh, just a little over three weeks away from the election, and we just want to pray that God's will be done in, in this and that people do vote with a well-formed Catholic conscience. Uh, very important election. So we pray for that and all of your intentions, wherever you're listening from or watching from, and just raise them up now. We have a wonderful family. We're praying the prayer for our country, and we'll pray the other prayers as well. Mm-hmm. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our Mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. Amen. And we'll pray the uh, prayer to St. Michael the Archangel uh, and also the Subtum Praesidium prayer that Holy Father asks us to pray every day, both of these prayers, pray them every day to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And we also now include as an intention with these prayers to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend Defend us us in battle. battle. Be our protection protection against against the wickedness and snares of the the devil. devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not spies our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray Pray for for us, us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen. Pray Pray for us, Saint Pope John Paul II. Pray Pray for us, Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray Pray for us, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Good Remedy uh, feast day was yesterday. Yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. October 8th. Um, So, again, we thank all of you who have been praying for uh, Maria Middleton. As we said, the Lord uh, called her home yesterday morning. And um, you know, I, I have thinking, gotten some calls, people asking. Right, and uh, it just struck me again that yesterday was the feast of Our Lady of Good Remedy, of Good Remedy mm-hmm. and that's when Maria was called home. 
we have an intercessor now mm-hmm. directly for the mm-hmm. radio station. Yeah. And so many people have called or written already, and this is you know just a little 24 hours ago that we got the news. Mm-hmm. Um, what can they do? Can can they, whether it was a, a donation or send a prayer card or what? You know, people they've been praying adamantly for right. over a year now. Right. So maybe at this point, because we don't have any information, if they're going to try a scholarship fund or anything, you know, we haven't spoken with the family. And of course, they have so much to deal with right now. But for now, if you feel like you want to write a card mm-hmm. to them or mm-hmm. write a little note, um, especially many of our listeners have been through you know, losing someone to cancer, losing a child, whatever it might be. Maybe there's some words of advice or something that helps. Something you. of comfort. I'm sure that after when Comforting all when words. everything is you know behind us and and again we don't have any of the arrangements or anything, no information on that. But um, when all of that you know you know that's probably the toughest time when all of that ends and then you go back to your house and. And we know Susan and Brian, her parents, are They've dear friends of ours. They, they sit on yeah. the board here at the Mr. Church Media from the very beginning. Right. But they, over the past number of months, have been going through so much with her. Uh, I'm sure just reading little notes or cards of comfort would uh, In the help them. To sure. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. can send anything here. Again, her name is Maria Middleton. Um, and care of domestic just to, to, yeah and Brian and Susan are her parents and you can send anything here to the radio station and we'll be happy to pass it along to them our address of course you can go to our website at domesticchurchmedia.org but it is P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628 that's P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628 so anything you'd like to send uh, a little note card a mass card prayer card you can send it here, and we will pass it along to Brian and Susan Middleton, her parents, uh, and, of course, their daughter, Maria, who uh, was called home yesterday morning. So, um, you know, it's just a tough, tough—as I said, for us, it was, you know, bittersweet because just the night before, we, we got word on, on the mm. birth of our grandson, right. and, you know, we rejoice in that, but this—but, this, yeah, you know, what? as I said to one of our other board members uh, who— called me this morning uh, uh, who also lost a child at 17 years old mm. uh, and um, we were talking about that and just saying you know we know it's just a temporary separation although she did Rita is, is her name she said she told her son who had passed when he was 17 she said I told him this morning there's another young lady up there now show her oh. around oh, <laughs> oh isn't so, that sweet so. just uh, but I'm sure now she too she'll, she'll have words of wisdom you know mm-hmm. what were those phases those those chapters that you had to get through to you could read and process what you were reading I mean there's so much and the fact that they were literally bedside for right. months and months caretakers right. sleeping at the hospital the family every day, and they have a big family. Somebody mm-hmm. would be there, and mm-hmm. numerous of members of the family would be there. Um, so, like you said, once the dust settles, that's when life will—you'll feel that hole, mm-hmm. you'll feel that yeah. emptiness. But, yeah. you know. Okay, so we'll take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be joined by James Day to talk about his book, Saint Michael the Archangel. So stay where you are, friends. There's much more to come on Friday Live. How sweet 
Well, welcome back, friends. Uh, Throughout salvation history, St. Michael the Archangel has appeared when God's people needed spiritual protection, healing, and victory. And today, many faithful still turn to him for assistance, and parishes across the world pray to him to defend our church. 
Uh, James Day is a frequent contributor to Catholic Exchange, Crisis, and Catholic World Report, the author of Father Benedict, The Spiritual and Intellectual Legacy of Pope Benedict XVI. He's a producer and operations manager for EWTN's West Coast Studio at the Christ Cathedral Campus in Orange County, California. And he has written a book called St. Michael the Archangel. James, welcome to the program. Hey, Jim. Thanks a lot for having me. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. So glad you could join us. St. Michael, one of uh, many, many people's favorite saints. And we just passed the feast day on September 29th. Um, what per- prompted you to write the book about St. Michael? Yeah, no, uh, thanks for asking that, because it, it really came from my heart, because uh, believe it or not, I was born and raised in a parish called St. Michael, okay. uh, named after the Archangel. Yeah, outside mm. in the Diocese of Cleveland, in a, a small town called Independence. Um, I have My mom is still a parishioner there, so, mm. you know, I, I was kind of raised, and, and they have a corresponding grade school, so I went through first through eighth grade at, at St. Michael, and I got to kind of, I, now that I reflect on it years later, sort of I really got to learn about the faith from the perspective of St. Michael himself, and that is namely, you know, his battles uh, defining what good and evil is, what right and wrong is, and kind of seeing this epic nature that is that is the Church. And it was very kind of stirring for, you know, young boys like me who kind of wanted to see this kind of this epic sort of superhero struggle going on. And, and we really had a superhero right there at our, at our parish, uh, mm-hmm. St. Michael. So I was really, uh, it was really a tribute to, to those folks, to the priests and the nuns that I had there um, to really do this, to, to, to do this book about, about St. Michael. So as far as what we know scripturally uh, about St. Michael, anybody has access to that, but what other resources did you use for your, your book? Right, because you know, scripture there isn't a there isn't actually a lot for as popular as Saint Michael is. He is not a, a frequent scripture uh, figure, uh, although he is a, he's in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and he's also featured. In, and well, this is where I got really excited about was uh, he's in a lot of Jewish uh, apocryphal literature. Mm. And uh, one of the one of the works that I found was um, the life of uh, Adam and Eve. And he's a figure in this in this Jewish tale, and he's actually the uh, the angel who escorts Adam out of paradise, and not just banishes him from from there. He actually helps him sort of settle down uh, outside paradise. Actually, shows him how to um, how to plant, and he actually helps Eve give birth to her, to her son. So it's actually a real moving sort of um, inclusion of Michael. So that was really uh, the basis uh, for our uh, tradition. And then he, uh, as, as my research kind of went on, he starts appearing in all sorts of different places. I mean, he's all over Europe. He's all through Catholic France. His, he has shrines from Ireland and England down to through uh, Europe to, to Greece and uh, ultimately into Israel. And, uh, and, of course, the prayer to St. Michael kind of unites us in that tradition to this day. So there's such a rich tradition, which even though I, I went to St. Michael's school growing up, as I mentioned, I really didn't know that how extensive our, our, uh, our attachment to, his, to him is, actually. Mm. You mentioned the prayer. Of course, everybody is familiar with the, the St. Michael prayer that we all pray. Uh, in fact, Holy Father Pope Francis, a couple of years ago, uh, asked all Catholics to pray it every day to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. We do that here on the program. But when you go back and read about Pope Leo XIII's 
inspiration behind that and the actual prayer, the full prayer that he wrote. It's it's pretty amazing. Just to read. right, and I do want to I do want to mention because I'm I'm glad you brought up the Pope Francis uh, who in in 2018 actually you know asked uh, asked us to do that as you said, and that actually was the beginning of me thinking you know, maybe it's. Maybe I can do a book about about Saint Michael, you know. Uh, maybe you know I hadn't thought about it before and until you know Pope Francis was trying to get that prayer uh, brought back, more popularized, um, you know. So anyway, so I was so I was glad that you know. Thanks for mentioning that. But for as for Leo the Thirteenth, right? So there's that the story of, of what happened, you know, when Leo the Thirteenth experiences this trance trance at the end of Mass. On October 13, 1884, 33 years before the Fatima, to the day of of the Fatima apparition, the final Fatima apparition, he has this uh, this this trance, this kind of vision about about Satan and 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 our Lord, and 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 out of that comes comes the prayer of Saint Michael, as we know. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the appendix of the book, uh, there's actually, as you mentioned, there's a longer, uh, kind of more extensive prayer right. attributed to Leo, yeah, attributed to Leo the Thirteenth, which tells me uh that you know that the the story of of him writing the prayer wasn't wasn't so much a pr stunt you know right. it was actually probably coming from a real deep place in in his spirituality uh that that you know he he saw in in where the church was going a, a need to call on saint michael directly mm-hmm. and th- and that's a and, and as, as you know i mean it's a very intense prayer it is and they said when he had that Experience that he was he was ashen in color. I mean, he was fr- frightened. He what he what he was hearing and uh, between the conversation between the Lord and 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 uh, and uh, the devil. Um, now in the book, because we're getting friends, we're talking with James Day, and he's written the book called uh, Saint Michael the Archangel, published by our Sunday Visitor. That's uh, osv.com is their website to find out more about the book. Uh, James, you you also in the book include, of course, the themes dedicated uh, the, uh, to Saint Michael. But you mentioned shrines, you mentioned texts of prayers. And hymns and poems written to honor him. Now, I'm not familiar with any St. Michael hymn. My wife is a liturgical musician, so uh, that's that was new to me. Okay. Oh, good. Mm, that might be new to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll ask you to it sing a few bars. It's <laughs> at the very end. It's the last. There's three appendices, and the, the, the appendix C is hymns and poems. Uh, right. I mean, people from, you know, St. Colonel Newman um, down to uh, the Jesuit... Uh, Manly Hopkins, uh, the Jesuit poet. Um, I mean, people throughout time have uh, kind of sung their praises to Saint Michael in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to show the well-roundedness, you know, that we have towards him in, in, in including this. And we honor him for his protection. You know, for so many years, it would be a parish much like you grew up in, St. Michael's. I was an organist for a, f- a good few years um, at a parish near where we live, and it was St. Michael the Archangel. And after Mass, after every Mass, they would pray the prayer. But I have found that more parishes, like right now I'm in St. Magdalene's, parishes of every title, they're praying this St. Michael prayer. We need to tap into him these days more than ever. Yes, yes. I'm very happy that the prayer is becoming uh, more Mm well-known. And there was a time when it was uh, up to, you know, basically uh, the end of the extraordinary form, the the liturgical changes of 1969, when Paul VI uh, rewrote the Mass for, for the new Mass, we, we sort of lost the, the prayer. And, and, and actually, what I hope also, in addition to the prayer being said, is the 
frequency in which Michael is actually referenced in the liturgy. Um, mm. And we can kind of see that in the in the Latin uh, Mass, where he's mentioned in, in the uh, Confidior, the I Confess. He's mentioned in Requiem Masses, uh, funeral Masses for the dead. Mm-hmm. There's a, a beautiful moment where the priest's incensing the altar before the uh, the canon, and he's actually asking uh, Michael specifically to carry the prayers, you know, uh, oh. symbolically shown in the incense to the Father, the gifts of, of the bread and wine to the Father, and that's Michael himself. So he is all over the liturgy, which, which uh, I'm really, you know, I didn't know either. I'm very happy about that, too. Now, you've done so much extensive research, and um, the book is going to be a great read because we want to know the lives of these saints. You know, we, we want to just really dig in and know what, what they did and, and where they did it. Um, I can't wait to read this myself. Was there anything that surprised you as you were going along and, and kind of discovering and unearthing new information about him? I uh, was really surprised that um, policemen and the U.S. Army uh, specifically have uh, devotion to St. Michael. There's uh, a policeman's prayer, which is anonymous. Not sure who wrote it. It looks like, from the language, it feels like it's maybe the mid-20th century. When you check it out in the book, there's a prayer to St. Michael written by policemen. But there's also this entire devotion, which I had no idea about, uh, from the 82nd Airborne Division, the U.S. Army. They have... um, uh, the paratroopers have an event on May 8th called the St. Michael's Jump. And before they go and do this jump, uh, the chaplain instructs the uh, the young people, uh, men and women, on who St. Michael was. Oh. Uh, and this is just an amazing secular moment, wow. uh, yeah. which kind of bridges uh, the secular and the sacred in a, in a beautiful way. And that, that's detailed in the book as well. That's beautiful. Again, we're talking with James Day. The book is called St. Michael the Archangel, and it's published by Our Sunday Visitor. And their address, web address is www.osv.com. You can find out more about it. We always, uh, of course, the image of St. Michael with his with his foot on the throat of Satan, uh, and, and uh, we know the Sword. battle is real and the, the spiritual warfare is real, and Michael is leading the way. Uh, when you were writing the book, James, were you f- finding any type of spiritual resistance to this? Did you find anything unusual happening in, in your own life that was trying to distract you from writing it? Wow, what, is a, what an amazing question. Um, <laughs> yes, in, in fact, I actually really haven't thought about it, Jim. I mean, but, you know, I can point to later on in the book. Actually, the book ends talking about the end times. And, uh, you know, it, it includes quotes from the Catechism, um, and it, it includes a quote from then Carol Wojtyla before he became John Paul about the, uh, the battle between the Antichrist. The battle is, is always going on. The end times is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, the end times is just our daily struggle, choices we make mm-hmm. uh, every day. And uh, I realized that, you know, every moment was a test. Every day is a test. And, um, you know, you just, have to, you just have to get up and make a choice every day because people are watching. People are watching what you do. People are watching what you say. And uh, if, you, if you are a believer, you know, you have to back that up. I have a young family now, and, and uh, you know, I really want to model myself on uh, the virtues, and, and St. Michael actually has the virtue of humility. He came out of nowhere. He came out of the Archangel Choir. No one knew who he was, but he said, I will serve against he who said I will not serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, just by uniting ourselves to Michael, we're kind of showing our, our cards to, to the evil one. Um, but I think we can, that's just, that just reinforces uh, our, our, you know, our commitment anyway. Well, I'm sorry, uh, I was going to say, I, I can just picture, you know, in, on the secular side of things, they, um, especially for the younger kids, you know, books will come out or 
there's a little show on TV, and then comes all the accessories like the dolls and the lunchbox and all this. This book could have come with a boxed, you know, superhero figurine for the younger set. There you go. Cheryl's <laughs> marketing for you there, Jim. Yeah, can you just see it? Like, you have everybody <laughs> yeah, else, you know, you have all those other guys. Take but... it to the next level. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, what are you working on next? Yeah, okay, I have a book that's uh, it's done. It's being uh, reviewed by a couple of publishers right now. It's called The Shroud and the Stone, uh, The Turin Shroud and Medieval Passion Devotion. Mm. So I uh, actually don't try to go into the whole Shroud of Turin territory that I think we're kind of familiar with. Mm. I actually kind of say, how does the Shroud actually inform medieval passion devotions that we have forgotten about? Mm. So uh, that's done. I'm waiting to see who's going to want to take that. And then um, I'm working on a, uh, a pitching a I'm p- putting a project there for a feature film on Michelangelo when he was building St. Peter's Basilica. It's a big project, but it's very Catholic, and I'm really excited about getting that out there. Well, we oh. know somebody who can score the picture for you. We're, we're, our son, <laughs> our son Anthony, is an orchestrator. He's actually he actually uh, orchestrated uh, Faustina for uh, St. Luke Productions. Oh, great! So if you're looking for someone to score the film, <laughs> let us know. I would love <laughs> to meet him. I'll, I'll get a commission. No, I'm teasing. We will. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We will pray over that. We need more films like Absolutely. that. Inspirational, educational, and Catholic. That's right. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, James Day, thank you so much for writing the book, uh, St. Michael the Archangel. Again, friends, it's published by our Sunday visitor, www.osv.com. We've been talking with the author, James Day. Thank you so much for all you do and for the great work you're going to be doing uh, in the years to come, I'm sure. Hey, Jim and Cheryl, thanks so much. God bless, right. God bless you. Let's stay in touch. Thank God you. bless you. And friends, you stay where you are. We're going to come back with more Friday Live. Don't go away.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. And of course, that delightful little ditty means it's time for our Domestic Church Chief Meteorologist coming from the Weather Center here at Domestic Church Media, Jim Hoffman. Here I am. There you are. Hello. There Happy you Friday. are. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. And what a Friday it is. It's a lovely October day. Wait, what a whole oh. week it's been. A plus yeah. this week. You're working overtime, Jim. Just about to say it was a great week. Excellent Boy. week to get out and go for bike rides. Yes, biking. Walking. Were you biking this yeah. week, Jim? Were you biking at all? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I typically go out um, after it warms up a little bit because the mornings have been. Mm. Kind of crisp and cool. So after it warms up, I take a lunch break and go out for a, a bike ride. Now, do you have a particular route you take? I know Cheryl always says that she goes the same old route around the neighborhood. She says it gets boring. <laughs> there goes that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I was a runner, someone told me, he said, yeah, you've got socks. And I said, well, yeah, I wear socks. And he says, no, you have socks. Same old course syndrome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah, go. So you have the same old route that you go on and you get bored of it. Well, yeah. I have a few routes that I go on and, and I try to modify it as much as I can, but I try to stay off the main roads, which yeah. limits me a, a little bit. Same here. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. As long as you're still able to do it, and that's the important thing. Fabulous. Right. I think, you know, still yeah. Able. That's right. That's right. So. Uh, as I said, and as you said, it's a beautiful day outside. And what what do we have in store during this uh, mid-October? Well, it looks like it's going to be a half decent weekend coming up. Um, looks like we're going to probably get through most of the weekend without any rain. And we're looking at Sunday night into Monday, where we may get the remnants of Hurricane Delta, mm. uh, which is uh, just off the coast of Cameron, Louisiana. So it's in the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, if you know Louisiana, um, Cameron, Louisiana is just south of Lake Charles, about 30 miles south. So it's expected to make landfall sometime this evening. The the, uh, maximum sustained winds of Hurricane Delta as of 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time were 105 miles an hour. So that makes it a Category 2 hurricane. So pretty significant hurricane, and they've been hit quite a bit down in that area this this summer and, um, you know, now into the fall. So thoughts and prayers go out to those people down there, especially right along the coast where landfall is going to take place. And, and once again, it looks like at this point we'll, we'll probably get some of the rain from that Sunday night into Monday. But right now, if you look outside, it's uh, very clear and uh, nice, beautiful fall weather. And tonight we'll have partly cloudy skies, low 55. Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 78. Just a beautiful day tomorrow. Uh, Saturday night, partly cloudy, low around 60. Sunday, um, it's going to be partly sunny with a high near 75, and we start to get that chance of showers starting in the early evening. And that's the rain the rem- from the remnants of um, what was Hurricane Delta at that point. And that rain will continue into Sunday night with a low around 57. And Columbus Day, a lot of people have off on Columbus Day. Well, it's going to be raining, so that rain will continue with a high near 65. And looking into next week, looks like we have um, 
there's a chance of showers into Wednesday. Uh, after that, it uh, looks like we're going to have good weather to, to uh, finish up the week. And highs are going to be in the 70s and lows in the 50s. So hmm. not too bad. That's not Just too bad. Just have to watch out for that rain coming in Sunday night into Monday. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, we've been very blessed as far as our hurricane season goes. What does it go through? The end of October? No, into November? When's this official end of the Yeah, because uh, November 1st oh. will be the end of the hurricane season. Yeah, I think we had, um, what do we have, a couple tropical storms. I know we had one, I uh, forget the name of it, <laughs> but the tower went off. Mm. I had a lot of names for that storm. (laughs) That was the weird one, like Ichabod or something. That's it. Yeah, it was like Iciasis. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I called it a few other things, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just call it that tropical storm. That tropical storm. We remember that one. But it has been a blessing because you remember, was was it it 2012, uh, right around Halloween, that Sandy came through? Mm. That was a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. And that was. That was a rough one. Yeah. Um, that was a rough hurricane. And, um, you know, everyone knows about that one, and especially the folks who live along the coast. Oh, sure. I remember heading down, you know, just take, taking a drive down from the communities down there to try to help out, and it was just uh, like a bomb went off. It was yeah. incredible. Uh, and I remember, I remember driving. I was actually at St. Mary's in Middletown. Shortly. For so, Shortly after that, and yeah. I was driving back on Route 35, and there literally were boats off the highway and there was no water around yeah i mean that's how high the water came in there was like no visible bodies of water but there were there were grounded boats Mm -hmm. just all scattered about like it's a horrible thing so we thank god for another blessed hurricane season and hope it stays that way Mm -hmm. for the next few weeks (laughs) but uh, jim thank you so much for all you do we really appreciate it you know uh, we enjoy chatting with you and we enjoy your your meteorologic meteorologic (laughs) easy for (laughs) you There's a radio. There's a Jack Daniels or something. There's there's a radio professional for you right there. Yeah, that's right. All right, well it's Friday. What can I say? Happy hour starts in 20 minutes. So we appreciate your weather knowledge. That's what he's trying to say. Have a great have a great weekend, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. You too. God God bless you. Stay safe. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. Uh-oh, I was going to play the, I'm playing the wrong song. I was I, ha- I have the wrong the, song queued you know, up here. I'm ready to reach over and turn on the piano, but we're not going to sing about no. this saint. We're just going to talk about I had, him. I, had the, I, had, I, had, I thought I had the right thing queued up, and I don't. I'm looking at You know here. what, though? We have to be real careful. with. So we had uh, James Day on, and we're talking about, hey, if you need somebody to score your film, let's not play these jingles. Let them just go to Anthony's website and hear some of that symphonic music. Yeah, well, anyway, we're not going to play Name That Catholic Tune today. We're going to go back to the old game show. They're heroic and virtuous, living in sanctity, but just what went on earth. They were just like you and me, and now they're the saint of the day. Saint of the day. Okay, time to play. And the reason we're playing Santa the Day today is because I my I, I have my sciatica is really bad today, and I couldn't wheel the mighty Wurlitzer into the studio. <laughs> Too many times <laughs> of that piano coming in and out of here. Just turned the wrong way this morning, and man, oh man, right from my Saint maximus gluteus, whatever they call it, there, all the way down to my calf on my left <laughs> side. Whoa! Are you and you know, it's not it's not like it's painful. It's like you just can't get comfortable. Mm. I'm, I'm sitting here in the chair, and no matter which way I turn. Well, you could lay down. Not here, I can't. <laughs> 
Anyway, so this, this is the game. We've played this uh, many times before. Saint of the Day. Cheryl's going to read some interesting facts about today's saint. And uh, when just before the, she's going to say this is the last clue. And when she says that, then and only then may you call in to guess. 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255 when you think you know who today's saint is. But wait till Cheryl says this is the last clue. Okay, and I don't have the suspense music queued up, so just give no, us the that's clues. Fine. All that's fine. So this saint was born in Castile, Spain, 1170. He was a member of the Gutzman family, and his mother is a blessed. When he was seven, he began to go to school, and his uncle, who was a priest, directed his education. After years of study, this young saint became a priest, too. He lived a quiet life of prayer and obedience with other virtuous priests, but God had special plans for him. He would begin a new religious order called the Order of Preachers, but we know it by a more popular name, um, and it doesn't tell us what that name is. Okay. Yes. So, oh, I, I know, Extra no. credit. <laughs> he realized that the heresy of Albigensianism was doing great harm, and he felt such enormous pity that the people were being misled by it. His order helped spread the truth with preaching and prayer, and especially with the Holy Rosary. Cool, he cool, also cool, cool. encouraged the people to be humble and to make great sacrifices. When someone asked him what book he used for his wonderful sermons, he said, the only book I use is the book of love. He urged his order to be devoted to the study of the Bible and to prayer. No one did more than this saint and his order to spread the beautiful devotion of praying the Holy Rosary. He was a close friend of St. Francis of Assisi. Their two orders helped people become holier. His order built friaries throughout Europe, Scandinavia, and even Palestine. So now it's the last clue. 609-493-8255. That's the number to call. If you think you know who today's saint is, 609-493-8255. He died in Bologna on August 6th. 1221 and shortly thereafter just 12 years later proclaimed a saint mm. so a preaching order introduced the holy rosary yes up oh, there we go let's see we do have a contestant hi you're on the air what's your name where are you calling from please oh, you got to turn your radio down yep yes and passionate priest well, do you know who the name of the who the, who the saint is? The name of the saint? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have to. I missed that part. But oh, I got to know the name. Okay. okay. Well, thanks for calling, though. We appreciate it. Thank God bless you. you. Okay, thank thank you. you. Okay. Hi, you're on the. Oh, hi, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, uh, my name is Rosemary Marciniak. I'm calling from Brooktown. And uh, the saint of the day is Saint Dominic. Very, very good. Very good. That's right. Saint Dominic. Oh, I had the wrong music <laughs> queued up. Where's my hallelujah? Oh, wait, here it is. There we go. There we go. Rosemary, very good. Saint Dominic is correct. Good for you. You what? know your saints. Oh, you're oh you're St. Dominic's in Bricktown. Okay, oh, of so uh, all right, Father Brian. with Father Brian. Oh, all right, good. so you should know that saint. That's right. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> and the Dominicans, right? 
Yes. Very, very good. Well, how are you, Rosemary? We, we, we appreciate you playing today. You're having a good day? Uh, in a way, I am, but uh, I just uh, my husband has his some health issues, and I I already sent you the prayer request. You did okay. We'll Aww. keep him in prayer. We we'll keep will. him in prayer. We What's will. his name again? Stanley. Stanley. We'll remember him in Aww. prayer. But I appreciate all you do for the apostolate here too. I'm going to put you on hold for a moment and let Cheryl talk with you. Okay. We'll, okay. So don't hang up. Okay. Just hang on. And uh, friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more Friday Live. All righty, and congratulations to Rosemary for uh, winning today. Saint of the day, Saint Dominic from Saint Dominic's Parish down there in Brick. Our good friend and father uh, Brian is the pastor, and yes. uh, so she was taught well. That's right. Very <laughs> all good. about Saint Dominic, the Dominicans. Mm-hmm. They often go around and and do missions. I mean, I can remember when we were at the other parish there in Levittown for so many years that they would always call on the Dominicans or the Redemptorists. But then the first caller mentioned the Passionists. The so passionists, a lot of good yeah. preachers out mm-hmm. there. A lot of good preaching orders. That's right. So yeah. congratulations, Rosemary. We appreciate you calling in and playing today, Saint of the Day, and. Uh, so for next week, you'll get all your music queued up, or I could just play it on the piano. What's that? That Like all the different Saint of the Day oh, song. Oh, yeah. Well, it threw me off. See, yeah. normally I, I, we do the Saint of the Day, and I had the Saint of the... Uh, Still had to uh, name ca- the tunes. Can't name that tune. So. Well, 
two more name that tunes. All of this technology is. Mm-hmm. And now we have a big clock. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest clock I've and ever And you're going to have one on this side, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll always know what time it is <laughs> and be on time. Uh, but again, friends, we thank you for being here with us. Another big hour of Friday Life coming up. But next hour, we're going to have our gospel reading. And our reflection this week is by our good friend, Father Chris Rogers from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, we will also have Joseph Hallcraft, who has written a book called Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. And as I was as I said, as, as I was reading um, the preface here to uh, the book, uh, it looks like he had COVID, which was, um, I think, an inspiration behind this book. We'll find out more about oh, that. Oh, so that book is hot off the press. And listen, you know, it's uh, COVID's been around for a while oh, That's now. right. What do you mean hot off the press? Long, it's seven months time, now. But, it's uh, seven months. Yeah, right. Uh, but oh. again, as we mentioned earlier, too, if, if you have any um, uh, people who have expressed an interest in, in, in writing or expressing their condolences to Brian and Susan Middleton and their family over the passing of their daughter, Maria, mm-hmm. you can send them here to the radio station and we will gladly pass them along to Brian I'll and Susan. I'll put a nice little package together with prayer cards and such. Right, because yeah. uh, we just had a very brief conversation yesterday when Brian called me to give me the news, but uh, I'm sure they're so busy with all types of things that have to be taken place now. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we're happy to pass them along. So you can send those uh, cards, notes, letters, mass cards, perhaps. Uh, her name is, Mar- is Maria and her parents are Brian and Susan Middleton. And Maria of course Middleton. we were Praying so fervently for the miracle. We were just so ready to proclaim the miracle. Mm-hmm. But along the way, they have experienced so many little miracles, mm-hmm. you know, and how people were touched and the prayer deepened their spiritual life or brought someone back to the faith. The stories are endless about mm-hmm. her work on earth and her suffering, redemptive suffering, offering that up for other teens who were suffering. And, and she accepted that so yeah. graciously. And I think that's going that that's one of her patronages, uh, young people, um, that if you have, I, I, I said this, and again, you, you know, the definition of a saint is a soul that's in heaven, and I do believe, not, uh, you know, going ahead of myself here, but I do believe that certainly this beautiful young woman who suffered so much for so many months. Look at the lives of the her, saints. That's right. That, that uh, died so young, St. Teresa of the You can certainly seek her as an intercessor for any young people in your lives who really need to be put back on track in, in one way or another. So we'll keep you posted on that. But um, another big hour coming here. So stay right where you are. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, we cut away for about five minutes there, but come back on at the top of the hour. So stay with us. Be back with more Friday Live.
Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. to find out more about parish events and devotions, prayer group and school activities in your area, then check out the Catholic Community Bulletin Board on our website. You'll find up-to-date information about events happening throughout our listening area. Go to domesticchurchmedia.org slash Catholic Bulletin Board. If you have an event you'd like us to promote, you can post it there as well. Go to domesticchurchmedia.org slash Catholic Bulletin Board. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. Our family had been going through crisis. Little by little, we just found ourselves drifting completely away. I was afraid to go back. I mean, I cried the first time I received the sacraments again. Cried because I was back and because I had allowed God to become a part of me again. It's united our family. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. It must be understood at the beginning that the Eucharist may be considered either from the point of view of a sacrament or from the point of view of a sacrifice. In order to understand this distinction, because it is rather a technical one, we go back to the analogy of nature. Every day of your life, you partake of certain food, the products of wheat, vegetables, fish, meat. They all enter into the sustenance of your life. They nourish you, they feed you. But have you ever thought of this other side? Before they can ever nourish you, they must be submitted to some kind of sacrifice. Before they can be the sacrament of your physical life, they must die or be sacrificed. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, I'm Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. 
Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends. Another hour of Friday Live on this uh, lovely October 9th, 2020. I am Jim. And I am Cheryl. Thanks for tuning in. And we will be here for the next hour and look forward to having you be with us as well. And uh, coming up this hour, we're going to have our gospel for this Sunday, which is the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And our good friend, Father Chris Rogers, will be giving the reflection and then... uh, some more music, and later on this hour, Joseph Hallcraft, Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer, a brand-new book that he's written, and we'll look forward to talking with Joseph as well. Uh, so before we do anything else, we will go to the Gospel reading for this Sunday, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet, my calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready, come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike. And the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Jesus Christ. Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. Some may have heard the familiar story of the priest who stood up in the pulpit and asked the question to his people, how many want to go to heaven? 
and all the hands went up. Then he said, how many want to go today? And all the hands went down. I thought of that story this weekend as we get ready for this 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time. We hear another kingdom parable. It's about being ready, and we see this beautiful wedding feast of heaven. What's more, we have in our psalm and in our first reading, readings from funeral mass. Psalm 23, Isaiah 25. And while these readings certainly alert us to the end days, they do something more important. They focus us on this day, on our own days, on today, and specifically how to live in gospel readiness in our own day. You know, many people see that the times are very tumultuous. Some people are even saying it's the end. They're storing up candles, they're storing up toilet paper, they're storing up food. Some of them are very religious people. But the best people who can teach us how to get ready for the last days are the saints. And on this weekend, we will hear from one of the greatest of saints, St. Paul. He tells us in the second reading, which is from Philippians, that he has learned how to live well in all circumstances. He has learned the secret of being well-fed or going hungry. The secret of being and living in abundance or in need. What is the secret? What is it that St. Paul learned so well? It was being in Christ. And my friends, you and I as baptized people, you and I as Christian disciples of Jesus, that is the way to be in Christ. The great mystic and doctor of the church, St. Catherine of Siena, she said that all the way to heaven is heaven. In other words, apart from Christ, there is no heaven. Only being in him now do we arrive at heaven. Is happiness, is, is heaven even found? So often we think all the way to heaven is hell. <laughs> and while this earth certainly has its sufferings, its travails, and its turmoils, it's worth remembering all the way to heaven is heaven. And there's no other way to heaven than being in Christ. There's a story I'd like to share with you, if I may, from St. Alphonsus Liguori. And it's a story about a priest who for years had prayed to God to send someone to him who would teach him the real spiritual life. And one day at prayer, 
he heard a voice saying to him, Go to such and such a church, and you will have the answer to your prayer. So the priest went, and at the door of the church he found a beggar who was barefoot in rags. And he greeted him. He said, Good day, my friend. Thank you, sir, for your kind wishes, replied the beggar. But I do not recall ever having a bad day. Then God has certainly given you a very happy life, said the priest. And the beggar said, That is very true. I have never been unhappy. In saying this, I am not making any rash statement either, for this is the reason. When I have nothing to eat, I give thanks to God. When it rains or snows, I bless God's providence. When someone insults me, drives me away, or otherwise mistreats me, I give glory to God. I said, I've never had an unhappy day, and it's the truth, because I am accustomed to will unreservedly what God wills. Whatever happens to me, sweet or bitter, I gladly receive from his hands as what is best for me. Hence, my unvarying happiness. My friends, as we find ourselves in these late October days, in this tumultuous time, let us embrace the happiness that is ours right now of being in Christ so that we can be with him forever in heaven. God bless you.
We're back. <laughs> You're a good, good father. Hmm? Uh, yeah. With sciatica. With sciatica. Man, oh, man. <laughs> oh, you know, wow. I sit here and I start to stand up and say, wow-wee. Oh. Wow-wee. Mm. It's just down the one side. Mm. Just turned the wrong way this morning, that's all. Oof. I think everybody's Mom, had that Mom, I mean, I haven't had this in a long another. time. Yeah, it's been ages. It's been a long time. Well, my chiropractor, when he, he retired, when my chiropractor retired two years ago, was he was really work doing. He was doing great work for me. It was great, but and I never really, never really had much, um, uh, you know, interest in chiropractors. No, no. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we would talk about them, and I would hear someone quacking like a duck. Quack quack quack. And then all of a sudden, but I found this guy over here in Ewing, and he was great. Yeah, great. They, they know the uh, inner workings of the. But then he retired, mm. and. But anyway, this this will go away. It's, I can tell it's gonna. It's one of those things where just little Advil, Jack Daniels, whatever. Uh, yeah, the the, <laughs> the, the cocktail of uh, of, um, of, of uh, I know, therapeutics wait. that I could take for this. Not too long ago, you went to the dentist, and he recommended you get. They were Tylenol packets, but it was a powder. Well, no, I bought the powder. He just said Tylenol. Oh, you bought powder. Well, because I, I I came from the dentist, he had yanked out a tooth, so I, I figured let's just make it easy. So I got powdered Tylenol. They okay. didn't have powdered Advil, but I could. But he did. It was a cocktail of Advil and Tylenol combined. He gave me. So what if you put that powder in the scotch? No, no, it's ruined the scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you can see I'm my, not a my, doctor. My my beverage of choice this year has been Jack Daniels because, you know, just a little. Little feeling a little Sinatra ish. Okay, so when's your next uh, little gig? 
I would like a gig. I, I enjoyed that that night up there so in the Poconos. So let that be known, people, if you're planning an affair. It's tough, so, though, because when I did yeah. it up in the Poconos. It was outside. It was outside, and they drew those circles in the grass, and everybody had to stay in their, the audience had to stay in their circles. So they mm-hmm. had a few hundred people there. Right. Um, but I would like to, I enjoy, you know, I, I, I love, I love what I'm doing here, but I always, uh, singing uh, that guy, it always, I just get a kick out of it. Just enjoy it. Oh, it's fun. Put well, on a tuxedo. Get to put on a tuxedo. You and I all dressed <laughs> up. We'd sing and play. Many years ago. So. It'll be 35 years in December, you know. We should. We got uh, married. 35 years. That's a long time to be married to me. I know. <laughs> See his gray hair, everybody? Uh, no, I have the gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, um, yes. on the musical break there, we got a phone call from our first contestant. Oh, let's clarify. Yes. Um, I didn't get her name, who mentioned the... Um, the uh, the saint of the day. But she, the, her answer was the um, passionist. passionist as preaching order. And uh, anyway, she was a little, and my fault, because I should have clarified that when we play Saint of the Day, it's not liturgical Saint of the Day, it's our Saint of the Day. So she was confused. She thought, she called, she said, when did they change St. Dominic's feast day from August 8th to October 9th? I said, oh, they didn't change it liturgically. That, that, so I should have clarified that. Yes. So, so, you know, we probably have, we've been doing the Name That Catholic Tune for so long, you could potentially have new listeners that never... I never heard participated Saint of the day. in mm-hmm. Saint of the Day, and if you would think Saint of the Day, well, today was some martyr Saint uh, Dennis and the martyrs. I believe today? yes. Of course, every day there's a few saints that could be celebrated, right. but um, we just pick a saint out of the hat. Could be any time throughout the entire that year that we consider our particular Saint of the Day. Somebody that we've chosen to just highlight and give clues and see how well you know. I mean, there's hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of saints across the centuries. Saint Dennis. Now, see, I found this out in an instant because I went to the free Domestic Church Media mobile app, mm-hmm. and included on the mobile app is Saint of the Day. Saint Dennis uh, is uh, today's saint. And St. John Leonardi, ever hear him? No. Born in Lucca in Tuscany. Good guy. Uh, Let's see, other saints. uh, St. John Henry Newman. Today, is that possible? I guess so. Uh, Anyway, so that's how I found it. Just go give you, and then you could have the access to this as well, my friends. Just go to your app store and download your free Domestic Church Media mobile app, and you too can have Saint of the Day right at your fingertips, just as I looked it up. In an instant, mm-hmm. Saint Dennis. Mm-hmm. You know much about Saint Dennis? I do not. D E N I S. Now there's a Saint Dennis. Is it Manasquan? Is that the church in Manasquan? I, I think so. I feel like it is. Yeah. I think so. I used to love as a child when we were in um, catechism class, whatever you call it, CCD, religious ed. They would let us, at least we're at our church, they would let us borrow those little saint books. And mm-hmm. every week I would come home with a different. I loved reading the lies of the saints. Mm-hmm. And they all suffered in one way or the other. That's why they're saints. That's right. <laughs> now, they're saints so maybe, because they were in heaven. Yeah. But it was their suffering that got them there pretty quick. Yes. The fast track, the elevator right to the top floor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those medieval times. That's oh. right. But yeah, Butler's Lives of the Saints was pretty popular. Big, a big heavy book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and though now it's probably all online. Butler's yeah, Lives, sure. and then of course saints being added all the time between John, Paul, Benedict, and Francis. I think they doubled the number of saints in those <laughs> modern uh, saints. Forty years, and they did it throughout the history of the church. Mm-hmm. But uh, even but there's been a lot of young people talk about young saints um, that have been. Uh, 
elevated. elevated recently. Right. Young people and and contemporaries. I mean, who lived like in the early nineties and our times. Yeah, like our 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 contemporaries younger than us. We'd be their sure. their parents. Yeah. <laughs> some of them. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, friends, if you're having any events at your church, do remember that we have the bulletin board. People now, it's going to start uh, getting darker earlier. Uh, you know, um, I think it's November 1st. Yeah, November 1st, we turn the clocks back, back, all back on the 1st. So all that biking and walking after dinner might not be taking place. So um, maybe there's something at your parish, some sort of event. Well, coming up this Sunday, October 11th, there's going to be the St. Peter's School gift auction over in Point Pleasant Beach. Oh, yes, where you walk through the school and you can bid on the... At Take the a Sunday stroll through the St. Peter's School gift auction in Point Pleasant Beach this coming Sunday. Uh, I guess it starts at 8.30 a.m., free admission, uh, and uh, it's a socially distant walk through the event held at the school gym. Adults only, though, over 18, and masks must be worn at all times. Doors open 8.30 till 3.30, and the calling begins at 5 p.m., and winners announced on Facebook Live uh, at the St. Peter, um, well, it says Easter Monday. <laughs> they must Easter. have postponed it. Yeah. Just didn't update that part of the announcement. That's probably the case. Um, but anyway, so it's uh, St. Peter uh, is at uh, 415 Atlantic Avenue in Point Pleasant Beach. Nice. Do you know where that is? Mm-hmm. I, we've been by there. We have? Mm-hmm. Where, are we, where were we recently? We were down there uh, Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. No, but you, we, we, there was a church. You, what was those, whose parish was that? Father Doug's parish that we we saw. We, oh yes, uh, Blessed Sacrament. You knocked on the door. And you, <laughs> it was locked. No, it was locked. <laughs> right. But it was, it was Labor Day weekend. It was. Right. It was. I think. It was, well, I think it was Labor Day. But you know, Sunday would be a nice. You might be able to still take a little stroll on the beach Sunday morning. Of course, the rain's going to come in later. Might be a little windy. But uh, you're still going to have some sunshine, according to our weatherman, Jim. So that's that right. would be a nice little trip on Sunday. So 415 Atlantic Avenue, Point Pleasant Beach. It's the uh, St. Peter's School gift auction. And doors open 830. And it's a, it's a distant, socially distant walk. And you got to wear your masks. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's good. And if you have anything else, friends, just go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and click on the bulletin board link. You can add your event it's free we don't charge for that or just check out what else is on there some things are starting to pop up now you have something coming up at your parish you said i do uh at saint magdalene's in flemington we're going to have this is actually the day of <laughs> oh salud <Yes>. god bless you <laughs> the day of voting we have November, a cough button but no sneeze button no sneeze button i didn't know if it would do anything mm-hmm. to me and t- must be tuesday november 3rd right well the first the first is a sunday Yes, so November 3rd, um, and of course, so many different ways to vote these days, but that evening— Oh, Election Day. Right, it is Election Day. Oh, yeah. That evening, we have a Mass at 7 p.m., again, St. Magdalene's in Flemington, New Jersey. 7 o'clock Mass, immediately followed by a Patriotic Rosary, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to expose the Blessed Sacrament, and there'll be all-night adoration just Mm. to pray for all good things God you know, God's will be done with this election. Yeah, and that that's, uh, they're saying, as you know, of course in Jersey, I don't think you can vote, vote in person. I think no, you have to mail it in, right? Or drop it off or something. Yeah, because yeah. in Pennsylvania where we live, we could still go to the polls on election day. There's options. All right, well, I had a meeting today and everybody says, oh, I voted already. I voted already. Everyone's done I it. don't like that. Yeah. I think that election day should be election day. You go to the poll, 
you met you vote, cast your vote on the day of election. Mm-hmm. I don't like this early business. Where they're well, haven't voting. you heard it? You know, vote, um, vote safely, vote early, vote often. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, we're hearing a lot of, of reports of uh, all kinds of ballots being found in dumpsters, and mm. you know, we we received two in our because you can. In, in Pennsylvania, we received mail from the election board to our son, Anthony, who lives in Michigan, has lived there for four years. Same with Angela. And Angela, who's lived lives in the city, uh, you know, in New York for three years, but they're still on the election roll there. and At our address. At our address. So the, the ballot uh, application came with their name on it. All we had to fill in or any they if they were still they could fill in their Social Security number and they would mail a ballot. Now we, if, if we were dishonest people, we could have gotten two extra ballots. Right. So if that's happening, of course we didn't. We threw them in the garbage. But, but if that's happening, you know, think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm not getting on the political side of it. I'm just thinking it's just. It's just not not. It just work doesn't well. seem right. It just seems, you know, it used to be the yeah. old days. You'd go and and you'd you cast your vote. You know, and so, someone made a good point here in New Jersey, saying, you know, you okay. So they're saying the whole COVID thing. They don't want people touching the the levers and the buttons. Yet the casinos are open, and people are doing the one-armed bandits all the time. So that's right. What difference does it make? Oh my! You know? Anyway, uh, uh, uh. we got to pray. That see, that's going to be the key. The key is prayer, mm-hmm. and God will take care of it. God is in control, so just pray, and let God do His thing. Let mm-hmm. God do what God does. That's right. That's what I say. Uh, let's see. Uh, coming up, we have uh, in just a few minutes uh, Joseph Holcraft uh, to talk about his book, Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. Talking about intercessors. Mm-hmm. And the power we have uh, at our fingertips in praying with and for each other. So uh, we will take a short musical break. And when we come back, James Holcraft will join us to talk about his book, Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. So stay where you are, friends. There's more to come on Friday Live.
Wow, that's a sustaining note. <laughs> that wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> that wasn't you. Uh, Dr. Joseph Hallcraft has taught at middle school, high school, university level during this period. Uh, he has also hosted the radio broadcast Seeds of Truth, which reached thousands of listeners in over 40 countries. Uh, and uh, he's written a book uh, called Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. And we want to welcome to the program Joseph Hallcraft. Welcome, Joseph. It's great to be with you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you being with us today. And uh, um, I was reading, uh, really, the, the genesis of the book. Tell us a little bit about how this, your, your I guess, your um, your illness with COVID earlier this year. And is that, uh, let's, start, let's start there. Sure. That was actually Dan Burke. Um, oh, it was, oh, was Dan, Dan. I see. Okay. Or, yeah, sure, who you probably know formerly of uh, EWTN. Sure. Yes. Uh, but he, he was a part of the book in a sense because when I was putting the finishing touches on the book back in March is when he um, was diagnosed with COVID. And uh, it was his uh, wife, Stephanie, who had texted me one late night, mm-hmm. uh, really begging for prayers. She had really mobilized the spiritual army of intercessors. And uh, I remember going to the Blessed Sacrament. I had received this text right before I was going into the Blessed Sacrament. And uh, I was... I was moved to pray with with fervency, but at the same time, as I was being moved to pray as an intercessor for for Dan Burke, I was also being made to internalize all the words that I just uh, put on uh, a paper, if you will. And so out from that prayer experience I had about praying for Dan Burke, I'd gone back to my book to refine some things that um, I've written based upon that prayer experience. So in a manner of speaking, while I didn't uh, get COVID, uh, and Dan did, it, it was a part of uh, uh, the, the end result of the book. The, the genesis of the book, if you will, getting to the, the heart of your question there, Jim, was uh, probably an article that I'd written. Uh, back three years ago, I had written a piece for the blog spiritualdirection.com on intercessory prayer, 12 points to consider when praying for others. And uh, to my surprise, I had over 150 requests um, to pray for uh, based upon those who had read the article, and it really struck me. It humbled me. And out from that, I, I had called it with Dan Burke again and a few others if, the, if there's a book out there on intercessory prayer, because no doubt there's a demand for, for people who want to engage this topic. And so uh, Dan and others said, no, really there's not. And so from that point on, I set out to, to write the book. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, and we too here at the radio station, for as long as we've been doing this, you know, we always get, always get multiple prayer requests. And, and we're very blessed to have the chapel here with the Blessed Sacrament and, and, and spend a lot of time in there, bring those prayer requests in there. Uh, talk and it's, for for me. I know sometimes it gets a little 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 overwhelming. I think, oh, I forgot to. I told someone I would pray for them, and I, I forgot to mention them when I was praying. So how does how does that work? Well, I, I break the book down into nine keys um, to, to be the best intercessor we can be. And one of the keys is to pray on the spot. You know, Jim, you and, and many others, including myself, <laughs> um, maybe forget to pray and or forget specific intentions that we've been given. We get so many today, of course. And so one way to respond to that is just pray on the spot. To, uh, you know, the first key for me to intercessory prayers, to pray in the Spirit. So invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit and pray on the spot. It's very, very powerful. 
whether it be in person or over the phone, when someone asks you to pray for something or someone, pray right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. When you go into sacred scripture, uh, one of the things that I was fascinated by and quite honestly surprised me was the frequency to which I saw the language of mediation and intercession in sacred scripture. Mm-hmm. Time and time again, St. Paul urges us to pray. And uh, so why do we wait? Well, because we're so busy. Right? Mm-hmm. The demon of business, we're just constantly thinking about the next thing, not always present to the thing or moreover person before us. And so for me, if we're going to be true intercessors, to pray on the spot, to pray right then and there, um, it could be a powerful thing, uh, just not for the person or thing we are praying for, no doubt, but also uh, maybe if someone comes to us asking to pray for another person, if we pray for the one who has inquired to pray for the other individual, it can be powerful to them as well. So um, praying on the spot is, I think, very important if we're going to enter into this great mystery we've been called into, which is to um, share in, in, in the workings of the Holy Spirit and, and the trying God. And it could be something very simple also, right, Dr. Holcraft? I mean, some of us maybe are a little uncomfortable with that spontaneous calling on the Holy Spirit, you know, for someone's healing or whatever their needs are. And and you, I, I feel like once you've done it a few times, the words come to you and you feel a little bit more comfortable. But... Um, People of Jim and I are, are older, our generation and older, it's very regimented prayers like reciting the rosary or reciting the chaplet. But sometimes we're this intercessory, it's sometimes um, do we affiliate it with the Protestant church, you know, that, that sure. type of thing? Sure. Yeah, I think something we have to be present to, and this is something echoed by um, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, is that. The foundation of our faith life is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and it was very Catholic before it was Protestant. Okay, you know, all right. No doubt the most um, intimate expression of that dynamic relationship we have with God is the Eucharist. I mean, how, how intimate, more intimate can you get? So it's always about the personal relationship, and so out from that personal relationship, you talk to God like you would talk to Him, uh, like you would talk to a friend. Yeah. Right? That's so important. Yes. I mean, we have our prayers. And, and in that spontaneous prayer, I'll include some of those prayers. Uh, Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, would love to pray the memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, she would always have the name of Jesus on her lips. The memoir is, is a beautiful prayer, a prayer I actually talk about in the book, um, to, to bring into our intercessory prayer. But St. Teresa of Calcutta would just love to put the name of Jesus on her lips or put, put the name of the Holy Spirit on her lips. Just to utter the word, uh, come Holy Spirit, come to the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in the here and now can be very, very powerful and consoling for the one we are praying for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right, Carol. You know, you just it's a matter of just doing it. I know we have the slogan from Nike, just do it, but <laughs> um, it's a Christian truth before it's a Nike truth, right? right? I mean, yes. if we just start doing it, like anything— you learn how to do it better. You know, I, I've got four kids, and uh, I can show them the manual and how to ride a bike, but how are they going to really learn how to ride a bike? By just doing it. Right. And then over time, they'll, they'll get to do it better. And, uh, you know, 
it's the same with prayer. If if we just start praying more, um, the easier prayer will become because it is then when we begin to understand that prayer is the language of the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and uh, while we are mediators and intercessors, the Holy Spirit ultimately is the protagonist of our prayer. It's just a matter of entering, I think, into the mystery of that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, understanding that it's Catholic before Protestant, mm-hmm. and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Right. That's very important. We're talking with James Hallcraft, and uh, the book is called Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer, published by Sophia Institute Press. That's sophiainstitute.com, uh, their website. You can check it out. Uh, uh, Joseph, the second um, chapter, Pray in Faith, uh, and one of the mm. tips there is praying with confidence. Um, yeah. w- you know, we, we just, we've been, as an apostolate here, been praying for a particular intention for many months, and um, the, the, it was we're praying for a, a dear young woman who was suffering from uh, brain cancer. We were praying for yeah. a miracle, and yesterday the Lord called her home. How do how do we how do we rectify that in our own hearts? We prayed with such great faith, and yet the Lord had it, 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 the answer that we wanted. We didn't get. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Jim. I think if we were to put this into the context of uh, our own relationships, it might help us understand the why, but behind the sometimes what we hear no or not yet, right? Um, Again, I have four children, and my children come to me asking me that they ask a lot for me. And sometimes they even ask good things for me. But in my understanding of the bigger picture, I might say no or not yet, which isn't necessarily a a bad thing, but the better thing because I see the bigger picture. I'm I'm thinking of um, my oldest son (laughs) some years ago. He, this is a true story. He came to me, and he says, Dad, I'm going to go outside and pull weeds. And I thought, you're going to pull weeds right now? He says, yeah, yeah, you know, I pull weeds. I, I like to, um, you know, get my, uh, you know, get my thumb green a little bit. And so he watched Dad in the flower beds, right? So he, he just wants to do what Dad does. And, you know, incidentally, that day, when he asked me to pull weeds, uh, it was his mom's birthday. So... While that was a very good thing, <laughs> um, the more important thing then and there was to get dinner ready and to help get dinner ready for um, his mom. And, you know, we were celebrating her birthday that day. And so while it was very hard for me to say uh, no or not yet in that moment, I had to because the more important and pressing thing was, was to help me get dinner ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might help us a little bit. The other thing, Jim and Cheryl, is that, you know, something we have to be mindful of is while we hear no or not yet, God's answer to us is always yes, but yes to what? Mm. The greater good, uh, as one Romano Gardini used to like to call it, the optimal good, which is God's will for the salvation of souls. I, I was able to tune into a little bit of your podcast earlier, uh, and I, including yesterday, actually, I heard you speaking beautifully about this young woman who's 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but be convinced, I cannot help but be convinced that she is drawing so many souls to the faith in which, uh, in how she took up redemptive suffering. Mm-hmm. And while it is so, so difficult for some of us to understand, if we can put 
uh, our intercessory prayer within the confidence of the salvation of souls, it might help us. And God bless um, that young woman's parents and their call to witness the faith. And you can be assured, tell them that I will be praying for them for sure. Uh, having four kids of my own, I, I can't imagine. Um, yeah. But my sense of it is, my sense of it is, uh, you know, Jim and Joe, that um, as they witness to their faith, alongside of having their own intercessor now in heaven, um, they are going to be bringing many, many souls to, to, to Christ. And uh, that's what lies at the heart of our faith. Mm. You know, when the, when, uh, the paralyzed man is uh, brought to Jesus, what does Jesus say? Now, the, the easy thing would be to heal the, 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 the physical paralysis. The more difficult thing is what? But the reconciliation and the transformation of the heart, the you know, conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no doubt we are called to pray for, the, for miracles. And I give some examples in my book. But what we must always remember, that uh, the greatest miracle is the transformation of the heart. This is why. Um, we pray for conversion. I mentioned earlier the article that I had written. Half of those requests were requests for uh, individuals who were outside the Catholic faith, if not Christianity as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, while it is the heart of many of our requests, ultimately is what God desires, right? The, the transformation of the heart, and, and hopefully this is what comes about in our I'm very Amen. We're talking with Joseph Holcraft, friends. The name of the book is called is Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer, published by uh, Sophia Institute Press, and their web address is sophiainstitute.com. You can find out more about the book there. Um, Joseph, your, your final chapter in the book is Pray with Mary, and we know that we've all been praying a lot uh, the past number of months, and we'll continue to pray over the next few weeks, especially to our Blessed Mother, uh, on, under the title of the Immaculate Conception, uh, really to intercede on behalf of the entire country uh, yeah. as we approach this election. Um, talk a little bit about, if we have about a minute and a half left, about uh, how Mary is such an important part of intercessory prayer for us. Well, she knows the heart of Jesus like no other, right? So, so often we pray for one another, and we, we ask prayers, you are reaching out to people right now, you, Jim and Cheryl, just to pray for the family who's lost his loved one. And, and you do so because this is, of course, a very good thing, And but there's, you, you know these folks as well. So we ask people to pray for us and to pray for things that are going on in our life um, because we know them, right? Um, who better to go to um, than Mary, who knows the heart of Jesus? And it's always good to have uh, a mother in your corner. I, I'm, I'm one of 11 kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, being, one, being one of 11 kids, there was a time in my life where um, I would go to mom first uh, because mom would soften <laughs> well, mm-hmm. um, what was going on. And I think uh, in Mary's maternal touch, you know, she, she does something to our our appeal. She does something to our intercessory request as she brings it before Jesus, um, to the least of which is um, bring it before Jesus as the Queen of Mercy, as the agent of mercy. And as we read in the Old Testament, and for that matter, the New, 
you know, the king never denied the queen's request. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you spoke to confidence earlier, this is our confidence, this is our trust. You know, the word faith in the Hebrew uh, means to trust. And so this is, this is our faith, this is what we trust, that Mary indeed um, interceding on behalf of the, the kingdom of God takes our request with her gentle maternal touch and places them before uh, the king um, with the confidence that uh, the king does not deny the request of his mother. That's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Uh, and friends, we've been talking with Joseph Hallcraft. Uh, the book is called Unleashing the Power of Intercessory Prayer. It is published by Sophia Institute Press. You can check it out at sophiainstitute.com. Uh, Joseph, thank you so very much for the book. It's wonderful and, and uh, great. I guess it, it's a matter of just giving everybody the, the strength and the power that we have in our prayer and the ability to intercede through the, with that prayer on the behalf of others for so many things, and, and we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Of course. It was, uh, it was uh, I, I very much appreciated and very much appreciate the invitation. And so thank you. Well, come back again next book. All right. All right. God bless your family. God bless you, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. All right, friends, and you stay where you are. We'll be back with more in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. When I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. After a series of personal tragedies, I really felt a need to come home to a church, and that's when I came back to the Catholic Church. I never realized before that we get, at every Mass, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Psalms, and the Gospel. I never realized before, it's all biblically based. The Catholic Church is based on the Bible. This is the church that Christ started, and we practice all the sacraments as He gave them to us, and I think that's important. I um, love getting up and going to church. I love going to Mass. I feel like I get to go to Mass, not like I have to go to Mass. The joy, I have joy in my spirit, I have a lightness in my spirit that I haven't had before. I love the Catholic Church with all my heart, and I can't imagine my life without it. My life is totally different now. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. What have you done for your marriage today? I gave my wife a hug this morning. I thought I'd, I love her. Instead of sitting on the couch, I helped clean up. I cooked my husband's uh, favorite breakfast. I sent my husband a love email. What have I done for my marriage today? It's a good question. I uh, gave her a call and say, thinking of her and the kids. I uh, did her hair this morning. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> We're going to the museums as a family. What have I done for my marriage today? I made my wife coffee and breakfast this morning. It's going to be her birthday next week, so I've been spending time today making arrangements to make that extra special. Oh, we're spending the day together? I bought her an orchid. (laughs) Hassan was able to let me sleep in by taking care of him in the morning. I read the newspaper to my wife, and it cracked her up. She's she's still laughing. (laughs) What have you done for your marriage? today. Small changes can make a world of difference. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. All right, welcome back. Almost at the end of <laughs> Almost the two at the hours. End. You know, I, I, I love doing the Friday program, but Fridays are like, uh, okay, it's been a long week. Although the week <laughs> has gone by very fast, it seems, oh, to, doesn't each it? Each week, faster and faster. I don't, I just can't believe it. When you start saying, I think of the liturgical calendar, and it's already the 28th Sunday in ordinary time. I know we're getting close to the end of the liturgical year. I mean, November 22nd is Christ the King, the end of the year, and there's only so many more 
a small handful of uh, ordinary time Sundays, only in terms of like my hymn planning and such. And yeah, terms, but how much but hymn planning you do now? Because there's no choir, there's nothing. You can't sing. People have their masks no, on. Well, I, I say hymn planning. But it's more so we're using the antiphons. What antiphon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A minimal amount of singing. Although now, I guess um, is it all of New Jersey or maybe no? It's by diocese. I can share that the diocese of Metuchen now is encouraging communion to be where communion is supposed to be within the mass and not after mass. You know, they were flip-flopping a little way so that uh, the people would get the final blessing, close mass, then distribute communion so the people could then leave and the crowd isn't all leaving at the same time. Mm. But uh, that's right. In Camden, they never changed it. Philadelphia didn't either. No. I don't think Trenton did either, did they? Okay. I think so you guys, anyway, Metuchen, Metuchen was the only one. They're going to go back to where normal in a couple of weeks, you know, maybe by the 1st of November, communion will be where it's liturgically supposed to be. Mm, and you wonder how long it's going to last, because I was, I was telling you earlier, I heard on the news that uh, Broadway is shut down until next May. Oh, my. Nothing. And oh movie my. theaters are closing, which I guess in a sense isn't that bad, because Hollywood is a mess anyway. Yeah. Who wants to watch that junk? <laughs> no, we need these Catholic films That's like right. James Day. That'd, so be a, that'd be a good film the, that Mr. Day is going to be uh, doing, yes. is uh, Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel. I'm sure there'd be loads of people interested in that. Sure. And then you have the Catholic message in there, so good, good. I like those historical... Mm. films and that you know that's just history that's not even necessarily a religious film it's just it's history that happens to be religious right. in nature because right. it's uh but we can do a lot of those films sure you know all the figures sure yeah. you know go through the history of the church and uh, and make them make them well you know mm. so they're not the other day george and um uh, jess ford on their program were talking about something they watched a while back because sometimes some of these religiously religious themed films can be a little hokey Mm, and not a little over the top. A little over the top. It's like, yeah. uh, you know. You want it to be real. Right. Mm. Like I think about On the Waterfront, which was not a religious film, but it's filled with religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the priests. Was the, I mean, the whole theme. I mean, the, the crucifixion, yeah. the telling the truth. And, and I, I mean, the whole, and it was, it was real. You the know, message it was, real. was there. Mm-hmm. I could have been a contender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was there too. <laughs> yeah, that's a Brando. But that, and I used to, when I taught religion, I used to show that film to them. That's why I first discovered it. I would show because it was recommended in one of the uh, the uh, books I was teaching from. Mm. Showed the, I would show. I think it would be juniors on just on 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 being honest and and having integrity and telling the truth, you know. And, and I would show them that film. And they, of course, it was nineteen fifty four. It was made the year I was born, so it's mm-hmm. very old in so, black and white. I was going to say black and white, right? <laughs> but this is 20, forty years ago. But the kids loved it. They really enjoyed it. And we would talk about the different. The, the different moral, you know, themes in the in the film. Mm-hmm. So you could make films like that without being, as you say, over the top. Right. Being, you know, and get the message across. Right. Right. So there's maybe that'll bring Hollywood back. I don't. I you know. I, I'm sorry, but I, I I almost think it's like God's way to say, okay, you know what, you guys in Hollywood, you've been a mess the past mm-hmm. number of decades. I'm shutting you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had enough. Although, sadly, now everything's going on Netflix and those types of things. And that's a crazy mess too. Yeah. But uh, well, things will get. Keep your chin up. Keep positive. Keep praying. Yeah. Keep hopeful. praying. Because you know God can do anything. There's He's no, got there's, a plan. There's no virus stronger than God. God yeah. will take care of it. Yep. So He has got a plan. Anyway, we're going to have to head on out of here uh, as the music comes up. Uh, hoping and the you sun might start going down. Going I want to get out early. and catch my last few rays yeah. of vitamin D. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday, God willing. We'll be back next Friday, God willing. And uh, friends, have a great rest of your day and a beautiful October weekend. God bless you. Thank you.